All Yo, right, man. What's up? What's the word? Not much. Not much, man. We got a lot of we are going to talk about today. Cool. Man. So this is the new episode of the More Than Podcast with your boy DJ and my mm-hmm. great host. Cornell Gorman. We're about to cut in on it. You know what I'm saying? Slide it. <laughs> yeah. But nah, man. So just just the usual. How you been, man? I've been good, man. Rolling. Um one thing that we did in particular lately, uh, especially in light of the uh, the, the Joy Floyd stuff, is we got a non non for profit started. So it was like this post was made in this business group, black owned business, and it was like fifteen thousand people in the group. And he was like, We got fifteen thousand people in this group for black people. What if everybody donated donated ten dollars a month? Um and we just supported one black owned business and that mug went crazy. And we actually started that thing. You know what I'm saying? So we got it off the ground. And yeah, what's the name of it? Gift. Generating income generating income for tomorrow. Um, so we got it off the ground, man. It's it's been running for about two months, man. We got about a little over six thousand dollars raised. We was on Fox Four, we was on Hot 103 Jams, we in the pitch. Um K KMBC five. Um uh, rock with us we did interviews with black privilege a couple other podcasters man so it's rolling you know what i mean so you know got bank accounts open with liberty bank only black owned bank in kansas city 501 c3 status is established you know so we are officially a not-for-profit so we rolling you know what i mean so like literally to create economic opportunities in areas like the urban core so like we know redline was a real thing we know they Black people here, white people here, and in areas where black people are, it's just tougher. You know what I mean? Just not as many jobs. Um, not opportunities is not the same for for blacks. You know what I'm saying? So we are building business. We're creating jobs. We're um, providing uh, essentials like food, grocery stores in, in in black communities. Man, it just feels great. And it's rolling. You know what I'm saying? So that's 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 really what I've been up to, and it's rolling. So I, I've been good, man. I've been good. You you've been moving, man. I seen uh you you just you just posted a video about uh the gist of it that I got from it is learning how to let things go. Facts. And that and uh, I know we did an episode about that and then I lived it. You know what I'm saying? So like you you want to know how to learn how to let something go. Diagonal. Forgiveness is tough, you know what I'm saying? Like I think that's one of the age-old questions. Like, how do you forgive? How do you forgive? How do you forgive? And if somebody literally had a gun put up to you, it was like, you better shut up and let it go. You, If you value your life, you're going to shut up and let it go. You know what I'm saying? It was at that moment I realized, dang, like, I can let stuff go. You know what I'm saying? If I really need to. You know what I'm saying? So, like, the bickering with my wife, like, I can let this go if I really had to. You know what I'm saying? And uh, co-workers anybody else you know if i really had to you know say like my life was on the line like if you don't if you don't let it go you you will get shot yeah you um you talked about it in there like how you wanted to look at it outlook on life and letting things go of taking it serious initially as if your life depended on it yeah. um speak to how people or like the mindset people have to truly have to like have their mindset in like if I don't change this thing right now, it's life or death. Without it, without it getting to the point that you experienced. 
I first of all, I, I hope that nobody had to go through nothing like that. Like it, it, it wasn't even super intense. You know what I'm saying? Like the gun wasn't pulled out. You know what I'm saying? It wasn't pointing at me. But so let me, I'm gonna just tell the story real quick for the people who haven't heard the story. People who ain't friends with me on Facebook. So um, I do videos and. With me doing videos, people hit me up from time to time on different types of videos. So, this this guy, he wants to do like this documentary type of video. And that was what he wanted the first day. Then the second day, he wanted to do like these motivational type videos. And the third type of day, he wanted me just to take videos from his Facebook and clip them up. So, I really didn't know what he wants. So, like from day one, it was just all this, un- we were just unclear on what he really wanted for his video. So, you know, me asking him questions, trying to trying to understand what he wants he would get irritated and frustrated by like, all the questions. So just me trying to gain understanding. Um, so, like, I'm trying to shoot video to try to give him what he wants, but it ain't really what he wants. So he's getting uh, he's getting irritated and frustrated. I'm getting irritated and frustrated. You know, so we, we meet about three or four times, and every time we meet up, man, uh, it, it's just always confusion. It's like, he's constantly changing up on me. I'm like, well, I thought you said you wanted this. Well, we need to do this. And it's just like, it's just this little... It's it's constant bickering between the two of us, you know, constant uncertainty. So we eventually get to a day to where we go out. We're going to shoot like the neighborhood where he's from. So we go out to his neighborhood and he taking us through. And, you know, uh, I got an artistic eye, you know, so there's certain stuff. I'm like, oh, that'd be good in in the shot. You know, so so I want to film that part. He's like, no, don't film that. I said, don't film that. Like, well, you know what I'm saying? Like, we need that. And like, no, I said, don't do that. Um, You know, so we're just kind of going back and forth all day long about what to shoot, what not to shoot. He tell me how he wanted. Okay, fine, cool. Um, so he kind of run the streets, you know what I'm saying? He say he a blood and everything like that. So we we out and we shooting. And then, like, this dude, like, he seen this dude, you know, he might have a problem with or whatever. And he kind of like, hey, so-and-so over here, you know what I'm saying? But if you come over here tripping, don't even worry about it. He raised up his shirt. He got a pistol on him. I'm like, all right, cool. Uh Nothing that came from it or anything like that. Dude didn't see him or join trip or whatever, whatever the case was. So we kept on going. I just knew he had a pistol on him at that point. Um, and we keep on going throughout the day, you know what I'm saying? And he we still trying to we still trying to figure it out. I'm thinking he wanted a documentary, didn't he? Like he wants something different. Like I you I can tell from the initial conversation that the dude just didn't really have it all there for real, for real. You know what I'm saying? I don't know what it was. It's something went all the way right. So like at the end of the shoot, we get to the final shot place, you know what I'm saying? And and I'm I'm like filming this stuff. Like, boy, I told you not to film that. You know what I'm saying? He just really get mad. Like he really get upset. Like he ups he, he yelling, he, you know what I'm saying? You know, when you're talking to spit is flying, you know, just super aggressive and as he talking, you know what I'm saying, he kind of gesturing, like the front part of his hand kind of like hitting towards his pistol. You know what I'm saying? I don't know if that's just his body language, how he's talking, but I know he got a gun that his hand keeps swinging in that direction. He ain't clutching, but it's swinging that way. You know what I'm saying? And it, that that's what kind of raised my antenna. Like, all right, but I'm I'm still I'm still expressing myself. You know what I'm saying? Like he ain't clutching. Like cool, it is what it is. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm gonna say what I got to say. You you can say what you got to say. We just that's just what it's gonna be you know what i'm saying i'm here for this video it's gonna be great because <clears throat> my name is behind it too mm-hmm. so he like we all like this back street or whatever and it's just really just me and him you know what i'm saying and, and we it's con it's just uh, just this contentious spirit between the both of us we just want we we quarreling you know what i'm saying and the bible say don't do that but here we are just disputing you know what i'm saying and so like he just walks over into like this field and turns his back to me 
You know what I'm saying? And then when he turns his back to me, he can kind of he start fidgeting with his pants line and his shirt. So I'm like, he about to shoot me. You know what I'm saying? Because, uh, like, the energy he had, like, I, I just ran the streets for a while. You know what I'm saying? You kind of know, like, people, he's irritated. Like, he, he kind of really ready to fight or something. You know what I'm saying? He tired of, he tired of going back and forth with me. You know what I'm saying? So now he's in this, this field, fishing with his belt line. You know what I'm saying? And I'm like, hey, he about to shoot me. And when, when I when I thought that thought, like, he about to shoot me, like, all the bitterness, all the tension, all the anger, all the frustration, man, I let it go. <laughs> and it just, it would, it, I, mean, I just realized it wasn't worth it. You know what I'm saying? It wasn't worth it. Uh, and the dude just ended up peeing. He just had to pee. You know what I'm saying? Praise God. But uh, it that was a lesson learned for me like there's times i'm i'm in disagreements in situations where like i feel adamantly about the video that I was shooting like like he needs to listen to me you know what i'm saying like he needs to get it he needs to understand what i'm trying to do like i i really need to get my point across you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. and i and i just really couldn't let it go but it, it was at that moment i learned like I don't have to always be right, but not only did I do I not always have to be right. I just learned after after that happened. I just I was I communicated in a different way. You know what I'm saying? It was received in a different way, to where you know what I'm saying. I, I was I was less argumentative. You know what I'm saying? I just, just give the man what he want. You know what I mean? Like it's not that big of a deal. You know what I mean? And I'm like, is this what it took for me to? be able to kill that pride you know what i'm saying like to let stuff go to to forgive people you know what i'm saying like i ain't even tripping with, with old boy no more like it's it's cool you know what i'm saying like and it's all like i've realized it's just not that serious you know what i'm saying it's not worth it and just in, in my relationship i'm like like just times with my wife like when we arguing or i feel like she do something to me like it and I'm justified, like no, she is wrong. You know what I'm saying? And and, and no, I don't. I, I shouldn't have to be the one who let it go. Like I like y'all don't understand my point. And you know what I'm saying? Arguing that point, and then like we'll just go through like just spurts of just bad times in the marriage. You know what I'm saying? Because of that unwillingness to let the situation go, and I'm like during those times, it's, it's like forget it i want to let it go but man i couldn't figure it out you know what i'm saying like like especially if she did something wrong against me like she need to apologize like just all this stuff she needs to do is like i like i literally like it's so hard to let it go um but it you realize if if your life was on the line it's you would be able to let it go so in the same token and, and i feel like the only reason you i was able to let it go is because how much i value my life you know what I'm saying? How much I want my life here on earth. You know what I'm saying? Um, and how much I want to be here. You know what I'm saying? And I just feel like in a relationship, if if I value love, if I really wanted love to reign in my relationship and my marriage, if I really wanted peace to reign in a relationship with my marriage, if I really wanted togetherness to reign in my marriage, if I really wanted that as much as I wanted my life, then forgiving would be easy. You know what I'm saying? So, like, like that's really helped me, man. You know what I'm saying? Like, that happened about two weeks ago. And it's been situations. You know what I'm saying? My wife, like, man, 
she on one. You know what I'm saying? She's on mm-hmm. one. But I'm like, I, I've been able to let it go. But even, but it's it's crazy though. I'm gonna just be transparent. It's crazy though. The day before, like when I have when I have conversations with God, like I have conversations with God, and me and my wife, you know what I'm saying, we had gotten to this dispute or whatever, you know what I'm saying, and I really, I I, I be trying to be the man that I'm supposed to be in my marriage, you know what I'm saying, but I mm-hmm. honestly felt like my wife was wrong in this particular time, like we we talked to our, our we talked to our, uh, not not our leaders, but we we got groups of people that we talked to, you know what I'm saying, and they and they kind of decided, we're like, Courtney, you need to you need to relax, you know what I'm saying, like you're not operating in a godly way, and that really made me upset, because it was like, if y'all would have seen me in the situation, then y'all would know, like, I was doing what I was supposed to do. Like, it's her. You know what I'm saying? So so I was really upset at the comment. And then I went and had a conversation with God, man. And I was so mad. And I'm and I'm like, God, this is, I was cussing. God, this is BS. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, why, why, are, why are you sending me through this? Like, I'm doing what I'm supposed to do. Like, what? Why are you doing this with me? Like, and I really had that conversation with God. That's the first time I ever talked to God like that. You know what I'm saying? And like, what what lesson are you trying to teach me? What are you trying to teach me? What 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 is it that you want me to see? What is it that you want me to get? Like, I'm doing what I'm supposed to do. You know what I'm saying? And the very next day, that situation happened, and it was the unforgiveness. It was the inability to let it go, even when somebody did it did it to them. You know what I'm saying? And like that's that's like. <clears throat> No, people should take advantage of you and people should wrong you. But Christ died on a cross and he was a, com- a completely innocent man. You know what I mean? So to be accused and to, and to take the punishment and to love unconditionally is the characteristic of Christ and is in, in, in which is a characteristic a husband should have for his wife. You know what I'm saying? And that was a component that I was missing. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, it don't matter what she got going on, no matter what she's doing, but through it all, you better love unconditionally. You know what I'm saying? Love her the way I love the church. And and, and man, that lesson was learned. <laughs> that lesson was learned. So so what would you associate the uh, just I guess the fact of not wanting to let it go and not seeing it as like wanting to not be right or be weak in the situation like what do you uh, attribute that to like that ain't number pride and ego you know what i'm saying um some some of it is you, you know i got wisdom too you know what i'm saying and i can i can speak to certain situations you know what i'm saying and if we just would just take the advice that i'm trying to give then it'll work you know what I'm saying? So, so some of some of it is genuine wisdom that we're that I'm sharing. You know what I'm saying? But the fact that I have to have my wisdom piece inserted, I think that when mm-hmm. we come becomes prideful. You know what I'm saying? Because my wife has wisdom also. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Uh, so just taking that stance and not want to come down, you know, it, it, it it's, it's kind of like I'm at the center and not God. You know what I'm saying? It's like, I'm right, God. You know what I'm saying? Like, she need to listen. She need to submit. You know what I'm saying? She need to honor and respect me. Like, you know, it, 
is is kind of pride. Even if what I'm sharing is wisdom, if if I'm not, you know, there's still a proper way to communicate. It's still it's still it's not always appropriate for my wisdom to be shared. You know what I'm saying? Uh, so that's what I would attribute to it, it to man. It's just it's just a pride thing. You know what I'm saying? It's just a pride thing for real, for real. Man, yeah, man. I, I got a lot from that video. Uh, That's what's up. I appreciate it. I'm Cornell Gorman I... KC, man. Check me out, man. If you haven't, yeah. Yeah, definitely check them out. I've been meaning to have you shout your business out on here for the longest. Yeah, that's what's up. So, nah, so another thing that we're going to touch on, uh, I'm pretty sure you've been seeing the craziness about uh, everybody wanting to be in the business of uh, Jada Pinkett Smith and uh, <laughs> August Alcina. Yeah. And uh, so real, so Will and Jada, you know what I'm saying? I guess y'all don't know Brianna Taylor's killers is still on the loose, you know what I'm saying? Like, that, that, that that kind of that trips me out, man. You know what I'm saying? Like, one minute we black lives matter, next minute we will and Jada, like, we just forget about that quick. But yeah, go ahead, you know what I'm saying? We can talk about the Will and Jada thing, man. Uh, what's what, up? What do you feel about that whole situation? Like, do you feel like it's just a thing of people should mind their business or like what? Yeah. Will and Jada. I lost you for a second. What was he saying? Okay. Yeah. Jada is crazy, man. Uh, and but they always been crazy. You know what I'm saying? Um, they just always been weird like that. So I really don't know what they own, but it, but to an extent, like it's not my business. Like. I'm trying to start a non-for-profit. I'm trying to start an organization. Like, I'm trying to do a podcast. Like, I'm trying to see souls saved. Like, I'm trying to be a great husband. Will and Jada ain't paying me, man. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, I want justice for, I want, you know what I'm saying, black equality. Like, it's a it's a lot of other stuff going on with me, man. You know what I'm saying? But it, it but since we, it's, I keep losing you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I don't understand why they would allow something like that. Like, what's the point of marriage? Like, if you cool with your wife being with somebody else, you know what I'm saying? Like, if they can fully fall in love with somebody else, if they can have sex with somebody else and just have a whole nother relationship and commit and do life with somebody else. Like, why, why are y'all together? You know what I'm saying? I don't, have you, have you seen the red table? Did you see that red table talk Uh -uh. about it? Yeah. They, they spoke on it and everything. So what had happened is like, yeah, I feel like it's just a thing of like people not respecting and not wanting to be in other people's relationships because they spoke on it and said like, they were separated and during that time when she messed with August Alcina and that's when that all happened. Mm-hmm. So in my mind I'm like, all right, they're separated and like they feel didn't feel like it was none of nobody's business to tell them like that they were separated. It's just like they're right. super private. Right. So in listening to it, I'm just like, all right. But then people want to be messy and uh, joke about her using the word entanglement rather than just being like she was in a relationship with him, right? <laughs> yeah. But I, the whole time I'm sitting there, I'm like, this is just funny that 
it swelled up to this because right. people don't know what to do with their time. Right. Right. Like I don't I don't I don't get it, man. Like why is why is they kind of why is they like so what well, I, I guess I get it to a degree. You know what I'm saying? Kind of, when Kobe Bryant died, man, like it hit me to a degree. You know what I'm saying? I guess because I grew up watching him. I got to see him go through life. You know what I'm saying? Like when we when we talk about doing life with people. It's about having conversations. It's about sharing your intimate moments. It's about do, seeing your ups and seeing a person's down. You know what I'm saying? And then just everybody just ain't super transparent with that stuff. So like when you see a person go through a cheating scandal, and you see a person get an acting role and get a big payday, and you see a person have kids, and then you see their kids uh, be successful, or you see their kids do the fool. You know what I'm saying? Like you just you grow up with these people, literally. Like, you don't get to talk with them or touch them, but you just know what's going on with them. You know what I'm saying? Like, in a, in a sense, you spent time with them. You know what I'm saying? You feel like you know them. Uh, there's a connection there. You know what I'm saying? So, I guess it kind of feels like a family member to a degree. You know what I'm saying? Um, somebody that you love, somebody that you care about. I, that's what, This is what I'm assuming. You know what I'm saying? Um, like, if, if Will died, I think I think I would be hurt, you know what I'm saying, and I and I think it would it would it would affect me to a degree, you know what I'm saying. So if we'll get cheated on in his marriage, it's like oh god, you know what I'm saying, like what's going on. So that like that's that's what I'm assuming, but I'm like I don't know. I guess I'm too focused on like I know I'm a human man, you know what I'm saying. Like I know I I got. I got a whole life that I'm dealing with. You know what I'm saying? Me and my wife ain't living like that. You know what I'm saying? Nothing crazy, but ain't no sin greater than the next. You know what I'm saying? Uh, ain't nothing like I'm I'm struggling with stuff. So, like, I want Will Smith money. You know what I'm saying? That Will Smith ain't got that problem. You know what I mean? So, how am I going to come down on him and tell Will, like, what he needs to be doing and how he needs to be doing? Even Jada at that for the, you know what I'm saying? In that sense. Uh, it's like, I don't know, man. I just don't care. You know what I mean? What, what you think? Um, just in watching it, I was just sitting there and being transparent and just looking at how, like, like at one moment they said, like, their marriage was, like, in their mind it was completely over. And for all that to happen and them to come back together throughout their differences and all the things that took place during their separation, I'm just like, what did they have to do to become this comfortable and understand themselves but understand themselves to where they're a unit again and are stronger than what they were at that moment. Yeah. And, they, and then they were like breaking down and talking about the codependencies that they had that caused the rift in their marriage in the first place and like what that looked like for one another. Mm. And I was just looking like, in my mind, I'm sitting there like, oh man, if I was a wheel right now and this still happened, even though we were split up, do I have the maturity level to be like, all right, yes, we were split up. I was still doing what I was doing. Or is it just my pride is in the way that she, A, moved on because of whatever it was and did what she did? Or is it going to be like, all right, we were both in the wrong, but how do we get past this? Yeah. And that's how I was looking at it because I'm like, all right, he's there. Like, they're having fun, laughing, talking. Everything's okay. But I'm like, what therapy or like what sessions or what did they do to get to this point? Oh yeah, that's a great question. Like to be it to to feel to feel like you separated and come back to it, man, full circle. That that's 
that's what we need to be hearing about. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. we, we want to hear the scandal. You know what I'm saying? It's, we want to hear the drama. That's you're about the recovery. Yeah, like that. I feel like that process would be way more beneficial than her feeling like she has to. That's good, man. Yeah. Like, feel like she has to, like, defend the family name and, like, you know what I mean? Because people yeah. are making it seem like she just full out just cheated on him. Will had no idea. Right. It was all against Will's, like, you know what I mean? And yeah. they, they stated, like, oh, this is years old, so it was weird that it came up in... Well, well honestly, how I... Like, I didn't go in depth and detail, but, like, how I saw it, I didn't even hear it was, like, like a scandalous thing. It was, like, her and August Alcina had this thing going on, and Will gave the okay, like, yeah, it's good. Like, and you, you know, you, you heard before, like, how they were swingers and stuff like that. And yeah. But like, no. <laughs> yeah. No, like, she even she even touched on that. She was like, um, like, he had, like, he had no idea initially leading into it, but after, like, everything broke down and they got back together, like, she obviously told him. But how it all happened is, like, the health issues and, like, she was like, she has a, uh, a knack or a problem with like always wanting to fix people and their issues. Yeah. So when Will and her split up, like she was still trying to figure herself out, she said. And um, she said like her being able to fix and help August Alcina became attractive to her because like that's that's her thing. Yeah. And that's how that all happened. And since the split, like since the split happened, that was why August Alcina said Will gave him his permission, basically, because they were split up. Oh, uh, but but Will never verbally, you get what I mean? Yeah, 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 yeah. Crazy, crazy. But I like that, man. I feel like like that's that needs to be out in our little trailer clip. You know what I'm saying? Like, why are we talking about the drama, but we're not talking about the recovery? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, because like we need, like, more, best, we need more marriages to survive, man. Man, because if if anyone that just thinks about that is transparent about the situation, like I'm, I'm not gonna lie to you. I, I'm sitting here right now. I don't know if I could be there and just be chipper with somebody that, I, like, in that moment, because I would feel like I was did wrong, even huh. though like, even though like we were both on a break and we both obviously were doing the same thing. Because I'm not gonna lie, like in that moment, I'm pretty sure he wasn't messing with other women. I don't know. Will is so. The, Will is the man. <laughs> so it's like, it's like, how how small is your pride to come back to that, or how great is your will to bury your pride to come back to that, or how to great that moment? Is love? How great is love? Hey, you know what I'm saying? Because love, love covers a multitude of sins. You know what I'm saying? And and if you love him well, if it, that love is big. Ah, uh, Jesus. Jesus. And, and and people still had a problem with them, like, laughingly joking about, like, the reason why they had to come to, to their show on Red Table Talk, because at the end, they were like, <laughs> they did, you know, the bad boys, uh, we ride together, we die together, bad boys for life. They put a twist on it and said, bad marriage for life. And people really, real life got a problem with them, like, joking about their marriage and feel like it's like, like you get what I mean? Like even though it was a tongue and cheek joke, they're like, "Oh well," like people felt like it wasn't funny. Yeah, but after yeah. people can can label their marriage broken or weird or like a bad marriage, they can't joke about their marriage. 
Right. Yeah, man. It's a trip. It's a trip. But no, um, tapping back into the uh, whole pride thing, we're going to jump from that because it's been a clip that I've been thinking about uh, from Mike Tyson that I've been seeing and hearing. Iron Mike. He supposed to be fighting. Yeah. Uh, he has like an exhibition um, fight. I think it's with Evander Holyfield. He better not fight Evander. I, I seen Mike Tyson's <laughs> demo clip, boy. <laughs> I go kill somebody, boy. You know what I'm saying? You ain't you haven't seen Evanders. Uh, Evanders ain't near like Mike's. Evanders ain't near like Mike's. Yeah, like, you yeah, can true. you can just see the power. You can see the you can you can see the anger in those throws. You can see the passion in his, in his in his jabs. You know what I'm saying? Evanders just like yeah, I still got it. I still got it. You know what I'm <laughs> yeah, Mike, hey, nah, Mike's look like he's still trying to. Uh, it looks look like he's still dealing with some demons, and you know what I'm saying? He's yeah. trying to let it go. Like, it's great you bring that up. So, Mike Tyson has his podcast, right? And he was talking to, um, who is it? I'm gonna find it. It was, um, Sugar Ray, Sugar Ray Leonard. And, uh, he was talking about how, like, he was born to be a fighter. Like, like, and he kept bringing up the art of war and the art of boxing and the art of fight, fighting. And he mm-hmm. was talking about, um, how it's been how like how it's been for him since retirement and he said like he's came a long way to be this person that's like humble and doesn't have like this full ego and whatever not and he was just talking about like the what it took for him to bury that part of himself and the ego and like how fearful he was and that's why he got to the point to where he was really able to fight that demon and bury his ego but he was also saying like even though he buried it it's times, it's times that he's like real saddened by it, and um, by that the fact that he had it. No, that that he had to, like that he isn't full of his e- like he's not his egotistic self, like he's not that warrior that he once was. Oh, and and paraphrasing of the terms that he used, he said basically he feels like a punk, he feels mm. weak, mm. and uh, when I heard it, it resonated for me because well not for me with me because I was just like all right man. I'm on my Christian journey, like, all right, I don't move a lot of ways that I used to move. And it'd be times that I'm just like, all right. And you you, you do have those moments where you reminisce and you have those little small parts that you're just like, man, this, this, and this. So for him to be like, oh, man, it hurts me sometimes to, like, know that I have this p- person in me, but I don't, like, acknowledge, yeah. want to, uh, yeah, like, he doesn't want to go back to unleashing that. Yeah. So, within seeing him like get back into boxing it makes me like it him being able to get back into boxing and being ferocious and not being that same person that he used to be that overall growth is real intriguing but it's even more intriguing because he how he expressed it like his hurt in defeating him old his old self yeah and basically i ran off on a tangent um I just wanted to see and see if you had any moments where you just ever felt weak or like not like yourself throughout your like Christian journey. Well, I don't. I didn't get that from which what I heard was like there was an old him, and to a degree, or to, you know what I'm saying, or a lot. He loved his old self. You know what I'm saying, and the but he knew that his old self wasn't good. 
so he had to let it go. You know, like or he had to he had to move away from it. You know what I'm saying? And I definitely have that moments, you know, those type of moments to where stuff I used to do, man. Like I think about like I like you know, I I liked it. You know what I'm saying? Like I ain't gonna act like I didn't. You know what I'm saying? Uh like it was fun. It was it was dope. You know what I'm saying? Like I I feel like I felt better. You know what I'm saying? I didn't care about his stuff as much and life especially looking back in retrospect, I guess I'm I might be romanticizing or fantasizing, whatever the word is, uh it to be a certain way when it really wasn't, but you know, just times where I just thought like those was the good old days. You know what I'm saying? Like, dang, I missed yeah. that. But, but being a Christian, you know what I'm saying? It's like, nah, we can't. We ain't with that. You know what I'm saying? We ain't. We ain't gonna. We ain't gonna do nothing like that. You know what I'm saying? Like that ain't. That ain't how we functioning. That ain't. That ain't how we flowing. You know what I'm saying? And yeah, it's, it's not pleasing to God. It's not pleasing to myself. You know what I'm saying? It's not the the example I want to set. You know what I'm saying? This won't benefit me. In, in anyway really except for like instant gratification you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. so yeah definitely man like i definitely had those type of moments all the time but i do want to say shout out to kudo like you kind of seem like the the growth of mike tyson like and he's kind of like another one of those people like you just think about in his early career had just how crazy mike tyson was he beat him randy evander holyfield's ear and the robin williams thing and he's crazy ah mike tyson yeah. is a monster he's crazy mike and you just see him grow and just it's not that like he's just doing nothing extra, but you just kind of see like the the perception the, in public relations, just him, just a cooler guy. You know what I'm saying? Like a milder Mike. And you're like, wow, Mike Tyson grew. And I just feel like we grew with Mike Tyson. You know what I'm saying? It's like, dang, we got to see that. So yeah, shout out to him on that, man. Yeah, no. So in what you said, um, in a way, I guess it is romanticizing because you think like, what is in it? Like that attraction. But no, in that moment of you talking, I was like, all right, maybe maybe it is, and we do make it seem like our old, like pieces of our old lives that we probably wouldn't want to go back to if we had a chance to. Um, was good times because it's it was a time where we didn't have to think think right. in depth about our actions and or be cognizant of like hey, yep. what stains we're leaving and influences we're leaving for other people. Yeah. But now we have to think think about our actions and how that will be and you get what I mean? Yep. So yeah. But I think it just caught me off guard because like see seeing and hearing Mike Tyson now, like he's always goofy and whatever from whatever we get from <laughs> yeah. interviews or right. whatever not. Right. And but for but for him to say like I'm I'm pretty sure nobody that ever seen Mike Tyson would see Mike Tyson and be like, oh man, he weak. But for <laughs> him to say he he feels weak and like less of himself in a pump. Yeah. Basically. That's, that's, that's how I'm gonna use it. He 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 said a B word, but that's that's yeah. what we're gonna leave. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, so yeah, it was just but in Mike Tyson time, like to to know your but that's I think that's meekness power and control but i understand it's like sometimes i do feel like they're like i know what i really could do to a person something that i really could say that just could crush your whole world you know what i'm saying but i didn't say it you know what i'm saying like grace has found you you know what i'm saying and sometimes when people got something coming 
you know what I'm saying? And they deserve to have that monster unleashed on them. You know what I'm saying? In a biblical sense, it's meekness. It's, mm-hmm. it's wisdom. It's growth. In, in, in the world, that's weak. You know what I'm saying? And I feel like that's the conflict with the world and the Bible a lot of times, too. You know what I'm saying? Some stuff that's really biblical in the world is perceived to be soft. You know what I'm saying? So, like, I, I get it in that sense. You know what I'm saying? Like, he's like, man, I could, like, I'm Mike Tyson. Like, I could knock your block off. I have, I literally have the ability to do this to you. You know what I'm saying? And I'm not. You know what I'm saying? And the fact that I'm not is, I feel weak. I feel like mm-hmm. you punked me. I feel like you win. It's me against you. He's a competitor. It's me against you. You know what I'm saying? And I let you win. You know what I'm saying? So I can understand how you feel that way, but that's 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 really not what's going on there. You know what I'm saying? That's really wisdom. That's 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 meekness. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That's that, that's power under control, man. You know, I can appreciate yeah. that. So so when I was like, I literally like had had this clip planned out and thinking about talking about it. So when then when I seen your video, I was like, because I was thinking it while watching it, I'm like, all right thinking about how I'm already thinking about from this clip from Mike Tyson and then hearing this, like, yeah, how, how am I, how I'm super opinionated and how my mm-hmm. attitude works when I feel and know I'm right yeah. and in that moment. I'm just like, man, like in that moment, if I, if in, in that moment of conversation, even if I knew you'd have had a gun and I, and I'd have just let it like be water in the bridge. I started thinking like, man, what I feel like, I'm a, I'm how, a punk. how he, yeah, like I'm, yeah. I'm like, what, what I, what I felt that way, how Mike Tyson felt, or what I feel like, and yeah. sometimes, it, hey, now I didn't feel that way personally, you know what I'm saying? Because like, I can, but I can see how somebody would feel like a punk, you know what I'm saying? And sometimes people can't let it go, you know what I'm saying? Because, because like, and and that's just the ego steal, you know what I'm saying? That's the, I don't want to feel like a punk. That's all yeah. pride. That's all ego. That's that's all me at the center. You know what I'm saying? And s- sometimes people value their ego more than they do their life. Some like the love you got, love people got for their ego, man. <laughs> the way people value value their self, you know, like just just and it's not it's not their life. It's just it's just pride, like because they're willing to lose their life for the pride. You know what I'm saying? Like it's crazy. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. But yeah, like definitely. You know what I'm saying? Like I didn't feel that way, but I, I can understand how somebody could feel that way. And it's a lot of people that die because of that though. You know what I'm saying? Do you like, do you real. think do you think most people that value image and their ego and their pride, um, like the casualties that are taken because of that, um, do you think that they like will ever get a chance or do think in that moment? Man, this wasn't that deep to be like. Well, that's how I want to word it. Um, do you think like they think? All right, I left a good record of how I want to be remembered. Or do you think like I'm pretty sure everyone thinks like, oh man, I have more things to do in this moment. Right, I have right. better ways I want to be remembered. So, I, yeah, I think some people are okay with the legacy that they leaving. Like some people. Wanted to be that, like, like some some street people. I feel like they understand the consequences that come with with their actions. I feel like they understand that eventually you could get shot and killed behind the stuff that I'm doing. I, eventually, I could go to jail and and have to do 
25, 35 years. And that's why people get so upset about snitching. Like, you knew the consequences that came with this. Like, why are you telling now? Do your time and and go with it. Like, that's what comes with it. You know what I'm saying? But everybody's different. Like, some people, uh, if you're in the streets, you shoot people up and you're selling drugs and you're robbing people, you got to know eventually that, that that stuff can come back to you. Um, some people think they they so arrogant it'll never happen to them. So that's how you get the snitches. You know what I'm saying? And that's how when it's time, to, if, and if somebody got a pistol to your face, you like, hold on, wait a minute. You know what I'm saying? I wasn't, you know, I wasn't ready. That's when you get that. You know what yeah. I'm saying? People want to yeah. hit that game reset, but yeah, yeah, you know what I'm saying? And, and, it, and it really, it really registered in. You know what I'm saying? But I, I think it's some people that's like, no, like if if you rob people, it's a potential somebody gonna come rob you back, and they might kill you. If you if you kill somebody, the likelihood of them coming back to kill me is pretty high. You know what I'm saying? Um, if I sell drugs, you know, got to got to look over your shoulder a lot. You know what I'm saying? And they get that. And when when a pistol is is put in their faces, this is what it is. You know what I'm saying? But I, the fact of the matter is, people who genuinely understand that and feel that way is are very few, though. You know what I'm saying? Like, because all that really is is understanding, and I and I just don't think people really have that level of understanding and that that level of wisdom in a lot of stuff, especially the streets. You know what I'm saying? I think I think it's a lot of just showmanship. And a lot of flash, and they just want the money and the girls and the immediate attention that comes along with it, instant gratification. But uh, take responsibility for the consequences beforehand, like that. That for to get to that state, like you got to take responsibility on a daily basis, like at any moment, re ready to go with it. You know what I'm saying? So, so sometimes, man, I feel like people can be like, yeah, I'm good with it, but you know, a lot of times, I think. People don't value their life. You know what I'm saying? When that pistol's put to your face, like I, th- I think a lot of people can let some stuff go. You know what I'm saying? With that pistol in their face. Um, yeah, yeah. So yeah. Hmm. No, so I got one more thing, and then we're gonna end it on that. We're gonna we're gonna talk about the future first ever NFL billionaire and Patrick Mahomes and his oh. <laughs> his doozy. A doozy of a contract. Yeah, man. So he has the potential to make half a billion dollars man. playing football in 10 years. In 10 years, he can make half a billion dollars. I don't like if I hit a half a billion, you know what I'm saying? Like that'd be dope. You know what I'm saying? I guess I want to be a, a billionaire, but I ain't never really processed it like that. I don't know if I'll ever hit a billion dollars or a half a billion dollars in my lifetime. He gonna do it in ten years, or he got the chance to do it in ten years. Now he gonna do it because he got all these other endorsements and stuff like that too. You know what I'm saying? Pat Mahomes mm-hmm. is good. He is super good. But honestly, in ten years, what he's getting paid with the forty-five, fifty million dollars a year, that's gonna be. Maybe average, you know what I'm saying? That's going to be. He, he's he's definitely not going to be top of the line because, like, even this year, like Dak Prescott want to be right up under him. You know what I'm saying? With a new contract, you know what I'm saying? And he only want four or five years. So in the ne- next couple of years, he want to renegotiate. And if Dak Prescott win a Super Bowl or two, trust and believe he gonna want that Pat Mahomes money. You know what I'm saying? So in ten years, forty five million dollars, man. I just don't see it being. 
leading it. Like, I, I know for a fact it's not going to be leading the NFL. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, we got him for the next 12 years. Yeah, but what – and that's what it says for me, man. It shows a commitment from the Chiefs. Like, I've been a long, long lifetime Chiefs fan, and we just made bonehead move after bonehead move. It's almost it seemed as if we weren't trying to win. Like, we haven't drafted a quarterback be, before Pat, Patrick Mahomes. It, it had been – what was it? At least 15, 20 years before we drafted a quarterback, man, in the first round. You know what I'm saying? So, to get Patrick Mahomes, for him to have the success, and then for the Chiefs organization to commit to him, it feels good. And not only for Patrick, not only for the Chiefs to do it, but for to have a player to want to stay in Kansas City. Like, we're really not that big of a market. You know what I mean? Like, Dallas is our big markets. L.A., you know, uh, places like that. Florida. So, like, New York. We, Kansas City. Hey. Huh? I'm over here still out. I was trying not to laugh. So, because I feel you, because you was like, I've been a Chiefs fan all my life, and they've been making <laughs> bonehead decisions. <laughs> Hey, when you said it feels good, bro, the first yeah. first thing that popped into my head was the song. It feels good. <laughs> yeah, bro, for real. <laughs> hey, yeah. but nah, for keep real. going. And I'll just, I, I'm just not only am I glad that the organization committed to Patrick Mahomes, I'm glad Patrick Mahomes committed himself to Kansas City. Somebody wants mm-hmm. to be here. You know what I mean? Like, Tony Gonzalez couldn't wait to get up out of here. You know what I'm saying? And then when he got up out of here, he was talking stuff kind of like, yeah, Atlanta made my career. Like, dang, Tony, like, tell me how you really feel. You know well, what I'm saying? He only, wanted to, he only wanted to get out because we wasn't trying to pay him at the back end of his years. You get what I mean? Man, I ain't trying to hear none of that. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I don't really know what it really <laughs> was. You know what I'm saying? I ain't trying to hear none of that. You know what I'm saying, bro? You wanted to leave, like, I feel like we made Tony G, Tony G. You know what I'm saying? Like, okay, oh, yeah. I can understand, like, two or three years, like, you want to go get you a ring. I get it. We're not looking that strong. Fine. Then he went out there and was like, this is, they made me? Like, dang, like, so what was you here? You know what I'm saying? Like, you had a way better career here. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, dang, Tony, like, you just didn't really want to be here. Like, you just didn't really like rock with us like that. And I don't know if it was the city, if it was management or what. But, like, that kind of hurt me, man. You know what I'm saying? So Tony G's, like, the biggest one. We didn't get to see Derek Thomas played out to his potential. Then you see people mm-hmm. just throughout the time, like, Jared Allen go. You know what I'm saying? Neil Smith go. Priest Holmes, he came late. Trent Gaines so- Green, he came from somebody else. Like, so, like, just to have somebody from beginning – and want to stay all the way to the end. For us to commit from somebody from the beginning all the way to the end, man, it feels really good. This is the um, Patrick Mahomes 10-year contract is the, uh, I want to say, fifth 10-year contract ever in the NFL history. Crazy. So it was Brett Favre, Donovan McNabb, Drew Bledsoe, uh, Michael Vick. Oh, no, no, no. Did I already say Donovan McNabb as well? Yeah, you did. All right. Yep. Yeah. And Vic blew his man. And I know well, he he didn't blow his man. He yeah. he just had people yeah. in his circle that shouldn't have been in his circle, right? But and I feel like they they was harsher on him than what they what it should have been though too. Yeah. But now, nah, um, so bringing bringing up that he's the fifth person to get one of these contracts. Every one of those people that got a ten year contract, I believe in a um what I was watching of the breakdown, they only spent three years in those contracts. So they're basically trying to foreshadow a curse of a 10-year life contract 
mm-hmm. because Brett Favre had what a few years with Green Bay, and then they brought in Aaron Rodgers and shipped him out, and then wow. um, Drew Bledsoe played with like one year under his and got taken out. And then Tom Brady took it over, and then they traded him to the Bills. So, yeah. When I was yeah. hearing that, I was like, oh, man, stop running on my parade. I mean, but Pat Mahomes, he broke the mat and curse. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> he over here like, curses is made to be broken. It, it may be broken. Like, the, the Kansas City curse, we can't win a home playoff game. He broke that curse. You know what I'm saying? Man. So, like, this curse of 10-year contracts ain't playing out. Yeah, hey, this ain't his first rodeo with curses. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, man, he understands what it is, and he and he steps up to the plate, and he knocks him out the park. You know what I'm saying? Pat is something special. Like this, that's but, that's so. This, in my man, in my opinion, if he if he would have won the Super Bowl, not this last year, but the year previous with the MVP, and then came back and won this year MVP. I honestly, honestly, bro, honestly, I feel like Pat Mahomes could retire and go to the Hall of Fame. Like, that's genuinely how I feel. I feel like he was this close. I feel like he was an offsides penalty from winning the Super Bowl championship. And that's that would have been enough, a good enough resume to put him in the Hall of Fame. Like, I'm not, I'm not joking. This is not hyperbole, however you say it. I'm not exaggerating. I genuinely feel that way. You know what I'm saying? And sometimes I go off on like these extravagant thoughts, but a lot of times I was right. Like I, I literally look people in the face and like for Chiefs it's Super Bowl or bust, and then the Chiefs go to the Super Bowl. You know what I'm saying? So I be mm-hmm. I be on with some of my stuff. You know what I mean? A lot of my stuff, honestly. So yeah, I'm glad that we got a podcast and we can document it and I can bring yeah. it back to people's re- remembrance. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, nah. So when when this story initially broke, man, I was at work, literally just like bored out my mind. And I looked at like my phone was in right in front of me, and it lit up. And I said, "The Chiefs and Patrick Mahomes agreed to what?" Yeah, I'm like, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm like, all right, man. Maybe they talking about in the future. This is the number that they agreed to. Yeah. But then I click, I clicked into it, and the first thing I did, I hit up our group chat, and you had me weak with your response. He was like, "Man, that's not real." And I was like, <laughs> yeah. I was like, nah, man, this is real. I gotta put this put this website link in here. Yeah, right. and that's that's what did it from because that was stuff that we was. I think we you literally said that in the parking lot, like ten year four hundred million. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And then I said it a couple of times after that, like, yeah, ten year four hundred million. You know, because it made sense. But like it's times like that, man. I wish we were, we were on the podcast and we said it because people won't believe mm-hmm. it. You know what I'm saying? And the Chiefs actually made that move. Who commits to ten years in football, bro? Because you know I was bro, in that moment. It just made sense. I'm like, all right, he has a baseball background. I'm like, Mike tried to sign a ten year deal. That's what he gonna get. You was right. And, <laughs> hey, but no, so. And from that moment, like, because when I when I told you about, it, I was like ten years, four hundred and fifty million. Shortly after that, they was like, oh, four hundred and seventy-seven million, and then you was like, oh, I just it just changed again, and I'm just like, yeah. wow, yeah, crazy, crazy. Everybody, but everybody can make this. I'm happy, man. I'm happy. We got a we got an MVP from one of our players. That made me feel great. We broke the curse of not winning a home playoff game in Kansas City. 
in like 50 years. That felt great. We come back, we win a Super Bowl. That felt great. We have a good quarterback, finally. Something that like we we have like a premier player. Like sometimes I'll watch teams just for their players. Like I watched the Ravens for for Ray Lewis. And I, and I played with Matt on Madden with the Ravens because of Ed Reed and Ray Lewis. You know what I'm saying? Or uh Adrian Peterson, you know what I'm saying? AP was my guy, Brian Dawkins, uh, those type of people. You know what I'm saying? Like I would watch teams just for that. And for the Chiefs to have somebody like that, like people are watching us, people are looking up to us, people are we're finally getting the respect that we deserve on on my team. Like it's it's unreal, man. You know what I'm saying? I I, I guess I guess if you suffer long enough, you just appreciate winning. Like like right now, if I go get a cup of water, it ain't a big deal. But if I'm outside <laughs> and I'm sweating and I ain't had water in like six seven eight hours clothes drenched you know what i'm saying after a hard workout you give me a glass a ice cold glass of water oh that oh thank you you know what i'm saying yeah so to go through that drought of just not winning and just have to take everybody's crap and everybody's jokes and everybody on your head and just really caring about your team this is a representation of my city i love my city and y'all like y'all losers ain't nothing to yeah, get, yeah, so get to a point like yeah we got it it feels good Hit, hit them with your with your your patent, uh my city Line. my city yeah Kansas City my city man I love my city like there ah, we go you know what I'm saying so yeah man it's but nah man I'm pretty sure we'll have I I'm gonna say this I see us getting six throughout this ten year contract that's how many rings I'm we I see us getting uh, yes that that means I'm gonna be realistic man. In a ten year with Patrick Mahomes, because is people about to st- we about to start losing people. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I, think, I think I think we're gonna get two or three, and that's just in threes in three is stretching. But for Patrick Mahomes, if Patrick Mahomes gets one more Super Bowl and one more MVP, he's a shoe in for the NFL. I don't care what nobody's talking about. That's argued. One more MVP, one more Super Bowl. It's a done deal. First ballot Hall of Famer. You know what I'm saying? And that's that's just what it is. Um, and so if he get, it, I think he's gonna go a little bit longer than that. I think uh, he got a great supporting cast right now. I think he gonna get one more with Travis Kelsey and Tyreek Hill. And I think he's definitely gonna. I, I think he gets one more where by himself where he, he's throwing touchdown passes to Demarcus Robinson and and Sherman. Like it's gonna be different players then, but. We're not gonna have nobody around him, and Pat Mahomes is still gonna be nice enough to get us there. Kind of like the Aaron Rodgers situation. The situation that Aaron Rodgers is in right now is gonna be Pat Mahomes, but Pat's gonna be able to get over that hump. You know what I'm saying? I'm and, saying uh, six. I'm saying six because we got Tyreek for four more years, McCole Hartman after that, and then what? Our line is only gonna get better. Uh, they drafted Clyde Edwards Hilaire with my. First overall pick, even though I'm still not happy about that. <laughs> yeah, I'm good with that. Uh, I don't think, honestly, I don't think we get one next year. Just oh no, nah. really? Think we get one next year. Next year, I don't. I don't think we get one after the year after that. I think that the following year, he comes back and gets one, and then maybe, the, maybe the year after that. Um, so, so, so let me ask you this: If we don't win next year, who do you have winning? I don't know. I, I 
Let's see. Next year, I want people to look out for the Titans. I do. Um, next year, I want people to look out for... Uh, I think the Cowboys get to a divisional playoff game. I don't know why they came. Yeah, I think Cowboys get to a divisional playoff game. Dak really needs to have a big year this year. Uh, the Chiefs are definitely going to be in a divisional. Ravens. I don't feel like they win a Super Bowl. I don't know who I feel like is going to win one, man. Like, especially right now. Um, I feel like we're going to make it to the Super Bowl, but I feel like, if anything, it'll be a rematch between us and the 49ers or Paul Paul Drew will make it to the Super Bowl and we'll have to beat him. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Um, I think the Browns get a little bit better. I think they come in. And then you, you got to remember they got an extra playoff spot this year too. So I don't know how that's all going to work out. Um, but yeah, man, I don't know. I don't know who wins it all, especially not right now. It's just a little too early. But you, man, we don't even know if they're having a season right now. Right, right. They canceled the preseason games already. But yeah, so let's leave it on that note, man. I appreciate everybody tapping in another episode of the More Than Podcast with your boy Cornell Gorman and your boy Chef Boy Basquiat. There you go. (laughs) (laughs) Nah, man, but y'all have a great day. Yep. All right. Peace. All right.